Wow, yeah, kind of sucks. Everybody's way back there in the back. Feel free to move forward if you'd like to. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Jave from Rock 104.5. Uh, I, I usually don't bring notes to these types of things, but uh, I'm trying to stay on target today, and I know a lot of you have got, well, this is your lunch break, right? And you got to get back to work or your jobs or your lives or whatever. So I'm going to try and keep it moving forward a little bit. Now, you all know a lot about this artist today. You've rocked out to a lot of the songs he's written. You've uh, maybe sweated your ass off at some of uh, the shows that his band has put on. Uh, maybe even said a prayer or two when uh, this artist has gone through some turmoil. Uh, it's, it's a feat for any rock star to go from biggest rock star in the world to kind of the gutter and still keep it together and emerge on the other side with a, an outstandingly beautiful wife, four great kids, and then still find the inspiration to continue to make music. Um, we were talking backstage. I got to say, uh, for whatever reason, I've aged, and this artist has pretty much stayed the same. I mean, he's in really killer shape. Um, the band has sold a total of, uh, well, over 50 million copies. They've produced 11 smash hits that you will know. Uh, and you think about that kind of success. Um, only three albums into the band's career. 50 million albums. 11 number one smashes. And then as a solo artist, he released a couple of albums. Again went platinum. Again another big number one hit. Now six years after that, ready to do it again. Welcome to the stage, Scott Staff. Make some noise. Come on. So again, Scott, how come I've aged and you look like this? Because I shaved. Because <laughs> you shaved. <laughs> Had the, uh, the whole Grizzly Adams going on for yeah, a while or yeah. just a stubble? Just a stubble. Just a stubble. Baby. So look, man, the first single uh, in like six years, it's called Purpose for Pain. Now, nobody likes living through painful times, right? right. Nobody really likes struggling, but the song suggests that there's a silver lining about that. Tell me about yeah. it. Well, I wrote the song in reflection of some advice someone had given me, oh man, 10 years prior that just didn't sink in. And that was when you're in the midst of a struggle or a traumatic life situation or some immense pain to try to focus your mind on getting to the other side of it. And what are you going to do with that experience once you get there? Mm -hmm. And he suggested to me, help somebody else going through that same situation. Okay. And so for me, that was finding a purpose for the pain, and that gave me just enough hope to hang on through those struggles to get to the other side. You okay. Know what I mean? Yeah. That's awesome. And, and you've got a foundation, right, that, uh, yeah. that helps. Yeah. Cause tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, we started the, uh, I started the Arms Wide Open Foundation in 1998. Wow. Uh, when I was uh, nine years old, um, <laughs> that was a joke. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, it was something I kept really private, uh, something I did kind of behind the scenes. And it was it was founded to help children and families in need, uh, you know, children who needed food, clothing, shelter, families who were in crisis, uh, who may have lost a job and needed medical help and maybe needed their rent covered for six months and just just someone to help lift them up. And so I did that for behind the scenes for a number of years. 
and work with Second Harvest Food Bank, which is now feeding America all over uh, the United States while touring. And now, you know, because of the life experiences that I've led, we still do that kind of work. But now I focus on, too, uh, helping people who are suffering from addiction, alcoholism, uh, vets with PTSD, and people with other mental health concerns, uh, because I've lived it, man. Yeah. And that's, that's part of finding that purpose uh, on the other side of the pain, you know? Dynamite. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, you haven't said a whole lot about the new album. I know it's coming out in July, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and it's called The Space Between the Shadows, and I know you write a lot from your personal perspective, personal meetings. So tell us, what is that space between the shadows that you refer to there? Well, for me, um, the space between the shadows, I mean, literally uh, speaking, is light uh, and is color. And so for me, this record kind of symbolized getting, finally getting to the other side of the shadows that kept following me and finally waking up one day and, and, and seeing the beauty of the world around me, seeing love, feeling love, uh, seeing light, seeing color. Uh, and, and I chronicle that journey uh, on this record, and it's a story from the first song to the last song about that journey. Tell me about what you do in your downtime. I mean, what do you enjoy personally? What brings <laughs> you that, uh, that joy? Well, I tell you, lately, I've, I've, uh, you'd probably be, be surprised by this. I change a lot of diapers, man. <laughs> um, uh, I don't even want to tell you what my uh, 12-year-old and 8-year-old call me because of, uh, you know, whenever there's a mess with the dogs or a mess with their baby brother, uh, they call the poop man uh, in to come clean it up. So it's kind of a family joke. You know, now, da- you dad'll, the, dad'll clean it up. Do you use the, the heated wet wipes or you just go, go cold turkey? I just go cold turkey in there <laughs> with the wet wipes, get the diaper changed. Sometimes I do the, you know, hold them up, spray them down in the sink if it's a, you know, messy one. Yeah. And I also coach my son's uh, baseball and basketball team and football team. Now, the... <laughs> The rest of the team's got to be. I mean, how do you take coaching from Scott Stapp? Man, a lot of people may not know. I was a three-sport athlete through through uh, high school and okay. had had college scholarship offers. And it's in your genes again. And, that's why you look like that, man. Oh well, thank you, man. And, <laughs> and grew up in a very athletic uh, family, and uh, it's a passion of mine. I love sports, and and it's a way for me to, you know, connect with uh, with my son. Uh, was my oldest son now my my middle son and and uh, my daughter I I I do daddy daughter dances and go to ballet and and tap and jazz and and she's also a musician she plays piano and guitar and actually my daughter and my son sing on this new record wow uh, on a song cool. called uh, wake up call so okay. uh, when the album comes out on pre-order, you'll have to check it out. And you are going to be touring to support the album. Yeah. Can, can fans expect a lot of Creed songs when you're going to go back out on the road? You know, um, I get asked that question a lot. And, and what cemented it for me that the answer to that is yes is because I went to a U2 concert uh, about a year ago. And I love, you know, I've been a huge U2 fan. And... Uh, and I went there, and I loved hearing their new their new record. But they didn't play any of their big hits except one, In the Name of Love. 
That was the only one they played. It's a bummer. And I was like, whoa, whoa, man. I, yeah. I want to hear more songs off Joshua Tree. You know, where's, where's these big hits? And so I left, like, excited to see them, but I wanted to hear the hits, man. Yeah. And so, yes, uh, I'm going to be playing a lot of songs off my new record, which, you know, a lot of the fans will get a chance to hear those songs uh, during the pre-order campaign, which is before I go on tour. Mm -hmm. uh, so there'll be some familiarity there. But uh, I know that uh, pretty much everybody who comes to my show wants to hear some of those, those Creed hits. So I'll definitely be playing those too. Now, look, I don't want to pry too much, um, but you, uh, you've recently celebrated five years of sobriety. Yes. How yes. in the heck do you recreate the stability of sobriety and being at home when you're out on the road and there's so much downtime? We were talking a little bit about that backstage. But yeah. Tell me, you know, where's the mindset in that? Well, I mean, for me, my sobriety is the most important thing in my life because everything else in my life is dependent upon my sobriety. Uh, so without that, I lose everything, you know, and I've been to that point uh, where those realities uh, were right in my face uh, because of not being sober. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I have a sober tour, and fortunately my band uh, and my crew uh, are all, uh, you know, guys that are either sober or, you know, understand the rules. And, you know, when they're on their free time, they can do what they want. But in my world, I keep a sober environment around me. And one thing about recovery, man, when people find it, is you finally reach a place of freedom where you don't, you know, it's not like you can't go to a bar or you can't go to a concert or you can't go experience life just like everybody else just because you're sober. No, you've changed your life. You know, you've gotten to the other side, you've recovered, and that's just not something you do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and so, you know, that's where I've gotten with that. And, and you know, we're pretty, a lot of guys in the band work out. I exercise every day. You know, I have a routine. I'm, I think the older I've gotten, the more routine-oriented I've gotten. So I, I kind of do the same things every day, you know, get up, eat, go to the gym, uh, and just keep a routine going. And so. it's tough to shed a cheeseburger at our age now, right? It is, it is, but, but you can have a cheeseburger every day if you exercise every okay. day. Now, you, look, you've recently made the move from Florida up to Nashville. Yep. It seems like a lot of rock artists are doing this. Uh, please tell me you're not going country, <laughs> Aaron Lewis. Well, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I think if you've heard the new single, Purpose for Pain, I think that answers your question. Okay. Uh, if, if I'm going country or not. And it's a rocker, too. So, uh, and, and, you know, to, to add to that, there's a lot more than country music artists in Nashville. I mean, Kings and Leon are there. Megadeth, Dave Mustaine uh, is there. Uh, a lot of artists are moving there. Justin Timberlake is there. I mean, from all genres. So it's, it's become, uh, over the last decade, uh, just a, a melting pot uh, for creatives uh, from all genres. Okay. I got one more question, and then you guys have instruments, and I know everybody. You want to hear some music, yeah? Of course. Yeah, man. Um, look, fans have supported you during big days yep. and dark days. Yep. Um, but everybody still has an expectation, right? How do you keep up with those expectations? Well, I think for me, um, there's no greater expectation uh, that can come from anyone else than I put on myself. Um, and, and I think that's the same for, for any artist. Uh, and any creative person, uh, the pressure that we put on ourselves, uh, there's no external pressure that can be greater than that. I mean, 
you know, we're in this like a fighter, uh, and uh, no fighter wants to lose. Uh, and so you pour your heart and soul into it. So it's it's just it comes with the territory. Dynamite, Scott Snap. Thank you so much for thank everything. Thank you, man.